You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Rooted and grounded in love is the title of this devotion. I think that it is very important, friends, or at least I personally am uh, more aware of it now that I'm a bit older, how powerful the roots are. You know, you see big trees and they are only as powerful to withstand the weather and to keep growing if their roots are in a good place. And, you know, having been married now for a little over 40 years with my dear wife Virginia, we are human. So we can have a moment where a misunderstanding, that doesn't happen often anymore now, but it can happen. And, and the enemy will jump on something and try to cause hell to bust loose on us. And we've learned to then pull in and keep our mouth and go quiet when he comes in on it. But my goodness, it can hit us so ferociously hard that devouring dark force of the enemy. And you could, at moments like that, he gives your thoughts, it's over, nothing anymore. Those are his thoughts, it's over, nothing anymore, the marriage or whatever. You know it's not true, but why are those thoughts strong and convincing and powerful, pushing, trying to get into our hearts? But the roots, they just stay stable in Christ and His faithfulness and all that He has done and spoken and said and confirmed and brought to pass that when that bummer, that blow of the enemy comes, the tree is there and the love is there and the peace is there and the goodness. We have to recover sometimes depending how, how bad it was. We have to recover a bit. But the roots, you see, the roots are so important, friends. And it says here in Ephesians chapter 3, verse um, 14. For this reason, the Apostle Paul says, I bow my knees, for what reason? Seeing the great eternal purposes of the Heavenly Father and all that he has accomplished through the Lord Jesus Christ. Seeing, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, the title of this devotion, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and height, to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. <clears throat> so let me read you that out of two other translations. I'm going to read you that here from the Living Bible, chapter 3, starting at verse... Uh, let me just read you... Um, let me just read you there... Um, 
verse 17. Okay, verse 17. Um, he says, And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts, living within you as you trust in him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love, and may you be able to feel and understand as all God's children should how long, how wide, how deep and how high his love really is and experience this love for yourselves though it is so great that you will never see the end of it or fully know or understand it and so at last you will be filled up with God himself. Okay, that's the living. And I know it's a paraphrase, but it helps us kind of grasp what the Lord is saying. Verse 17, we start. Then, by constantly using your faith, then, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, that great, the great magnitude and astonishing love of Christ and all of its dimensions, how deep, intimate, and far-reaching his love really is, how enduring, inclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement and transcends our understandings, this extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. And I know I keep reading the same scripture from these different translations, but I want you to realize today what that means to be rooted and grounded in love. You see, every one of us has our roots in something. There are roots within us that are in bitterness. A seed was planted through something we went through, something we saw, heard, experienced, and it has developed a root inside of us. And in that area, there is something not whole, not wholesome, not producing the kind of fruit that brings goodness and wholeness out of us. And, and it really takes the divine nature of our loving Father and often also good help and counseling to uproot those roots in us. And I believe in that. I believe you can get completely healed, completely cleansed, but it really takes a divine work of God as well as the support often of others and scriptures and so forth. But then, friends, God would allow the nature of his son, Jesus, the life, the spirit of his son, Jesus, out of the rich treasure of his glory to find its home inside of you and begin to develop deep roots in you as you begin to draw your nourishment for living as he lives out of your union with him. And it begins to develop deep roots in you. What begins to develop deep roots? Christ, Christ himself, his heavenly holy life is in you by the Holy Spirit and you are, he is the seed. Begin to, it begins to root inside of you. 
And the fruit begins to come over time. Being rooted and grounded in love means that you have your nourishment from Christ, the love of the Father in you. It says, for example, here in Colossians, okay? Let me read it to to you from this translation, the Living Bible. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. He said, and now, just as you've trusted Christ to save you, trust him too for each day's problems. Live in vital union with him. Let your roots grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him so that you go on growing in the Lord and become strong, vigorous in the truth you were taught. Let your lives overflow with joy and thanksgiving for all he has done. Let your roots grow down into him as you draw your nourishment from your union with him. That thought is deep in me. And I really believe, friends, that the Father would so help you to become rooted and grounded in Christ, in His love, that the life you begin to live comes out of your union with Him. And, and you know it's real. Or Jesus would say it this way in John chapter 6, verse 57. He says, As the living Father sent me, And I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. Feed on me. Your roots, as Colossians 2, verse 6 and 7 says, are in Christ and they grow deeper into him as you daily draw your nourishment for living as he lives from your union with him. And it makes your union with him stronger and that makes the life, as Paul would say in Galatians 2, the life that I now live in this earthly body, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This life I live comes out of my union with him. It is his life, his character, his nature, his goodness, his mercy. What he has in heaven with the Father is what now is beginning to reveal itself in me. That is what true Christianity is. And I'll tell you the truth, dear friends. When we as human beings are left to our own devices, corruption inevitably, in other words, it's not because you do something wrong, but it comes because it's the nature of the flesh corruption. It's the nature of the world. It's dying, it's withering away. Call it what you like, but that's what's happening. And the scripture teaches us about this. The Bible talks about this body of death in Romans 7. While the outer man deteriorates, it says in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16, it says in Romans 8, this world is in corruption and it is dying. And that has some deep meanings to it, why it's all like that. If we are left to ourselves, friends, no matter how hard we try in life, corruption will will come. That's just the way it is, no matter how hard you try. Jeremiah said in chapter 10, verse 23, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. 
It is not in a man who walks to direct his own steps, O Lord, correct me, but with justice, not in your anger, lest you bring me to nothing. He said, Lord, in one translation, I know even when I'm at my best, I can make a mess of things. Now, come on, you know that's true. We all, even when we're at our best, can, how can I, how can that, you know, and things can happen that are so painfully disappointing and frustrating and difficult. But then he shows us, Jeremiah doesn't stop there and say, Lord, even when I'm best, I make a mess, but please correct me, direct me, but not in your offense with me, lest I'm destroyed, but be gentle, one translation says. But then he says this, look at this in chapter 17, starting at verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, yes, and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaves will be green and he will not be anxious in years of drought, nor will he cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. I mean, the Lord knows. And he shows us, friends, that when we're left to our own devices, even when we're at our best, we can make a mess of things. I'm going to just quickly, if you can just hold with me because I really feel the Holy Spirit is wanting to help you and me to realize God is not going to leave you to your own devices. He's not going to hand you over and forget about you. He's not going to go, okay, you didn't get it. Well, forget it then. No, how many times? The Bible says a righteous man may fall seven times, but he shall arise in Psalm 37 verse 24 or so. No, friends, we can all stumble and fail, but that isn't the end of it. No, and yes, you can have that horrible feeling, I'll never recover, I'll never recover, but shake that off, it's a lie of the devil. No, you will recover, and you surely will recover and have more than you had before, just like Job. So let me go back again to this chapter 17, starting at verse 5, Jeremiah, okay? The Lord says... Cursed is the man who puts his trust in mortal man and turns his heart away from God. He is like a stunned shrub in the desert with no hope for the future. He lives on a salt-encrusted plains in the barren wilderness. Good times pass him by forever. He's, He's saying... A man who refuses to put his trust in the Lord is just like the shrub in the desert there that just withers away where there's no nourishment. Yes? He said, Bob, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and has made the Lord his hope and confidence. He is like a tree planted along the river bank with its root reaching deep into the water, a tree not bothered by the heat nor worried by long months of drought. Its leaves stay green and it goes right on producing all its luscious fruit. Oh, thank God. 
The heart, yeah, is most deceitful thing there is and desperately wicked. No one can really know how bad it is. Only the Lord knows. And he searches all hearts and examples the examines the deepest motive so that he can give to each person his right reward according to his deeds, how he has lived. Like a bird that fills her nest, listen closely, with young she has not hatched and which will soon desert her and fly away. So is the man who gets his wealth by unjust means. Sooner or later he will lose his riches and at the end his life becomes a poor old fool. What's he saying? He's saying if you seek to prosper in this life outside of your relationship with the Lord, sooner or later it all evaporates and becomes worthless to you. Only that which we have through our union with the Lord, only that which we have in union with the Lord keeps having that flourishing, wonderful goodness of His love about it. I tell you, I truly, I truly feel more in love with my dear wife than ever. And I find her more adorable and delightful to be with. And I know that's not because I am some romantic fool that, you know, that just, no, my friend. And it's not because we've had it all so easy in our relationship, to say the least, folks. We've had our challenges. My goodness, have we had our challenges. But it's the Lord. He makes you bear fruit in old age. He makes you enjoy life when there's no other reason to enjoy it but His goodness and mercy. He causes you to laugh and smile when everything seems to be desperate. It is the Lord that makes life beautiful. And when you seek your success and beauty apart from the Lord, eventually it all withers away. And, you know, people look at... They used to, when I was young, look at these movie stars and think that was paradise. And many left the Lord for the so-called successes of Hollywood and so forth, friends. And I'm not meaning to be unkind about that. Those are just human beings doing their jobs and all of that. But the point is, don't be deceived by thinking that life can find its fulfillment outside of the Lord all withers away without him, while all becomes flourishing and all is renewed and restored and all is beautified by the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Have a good day.